When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Pick 30. This is where I'm going to go. Did I think about Bijan here? Yeah. You better thought about Bijan. I thought here. about Bijan here. I thought about it, but I'm not doing it. I'm going to Cyrus Torrance. So I'm taking the guard here for the Eagles. Here's one where... Step in and, play and start. So, you know, we... we talked a lot about this like when you're talking about drafting a running back in the first round number one contract well th- what are we 30 pick number 30 contract is peanuts uh number two it's opportunity costs and in this instance your opportunity cost is bringing in a guard to probably start but maybe not like they could theoretically kick out um tim jurgens yeah to to play guard in a, in the way they did with landon dickerson who was a center and then kicked out to play guard while they were killing time waiting for uh jason kelsey to retire so theoretically the guy might not even start but even if he does number one is he going to be good right away the last you know giant interior guard was Kenyon green by the texans who didn't exactly play very well uh but even if he does like this is one where i think you can actually make a case that Bijan, as a running back moves the needle more than the guard to come in and keep an offensive line in, a, in the best offensive line in the NFL kind of spot. It is attractive to me taking the best running back and putting him in an offense with a running quarterback. I do think, we, we talk about force multipliers a mm-hmm. lot, right? Where Tyreek Hill, is he a great receiver in isolation? Yes, but also the gravity that he brings as a deep threat, the account, you know, accounting for him defensively, all of that stuff makes him probably way more valuable even than however we parse it out numbers-wise. When Derrick Henry was a free agent, and I said, I'm okay if the Ravens go get him. That's, is there a tipping point there where if you do put a top five caliber running back with Lamar Jackson, with Jalen Hurts, with whichever running back or whichever running quarterback you have, with Anthony Richardson, do you actually double your benefit, basically? Yeah. Um, I don't know for sure, but I'm intrigued by that. This it, is... worth, it works both ways, right? Like Jalen Hurts in the running game with a really good uh, offensive line, you could say... That's going to create any running back. That's going to create production out of anybody. At the same time, if you put a good running back there, are you talking about Bijan's going to average six yards per pop, right? He's going to average six yards per carry. And when we talk about defenses accounting, how do you defeat blocks up front and account for Jalen Hurts and account for Bijan Robinson? You can at least have that discussion. And I think, yeah, I, I think he will. Like the, I think you if you draft a running back high in the draft and expect him to fix your running game, it's not going to happen. We saw that with Najee Harris. Like, if you had a bad running game and you're like, well, Bijan's the best running back prospect we've seen come along since Adrian Peterson, he's going to come in here and transform everything. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. It really isn't. Like, if your offensive line stinks, Bijan is not going to crush it. He's not going to dominate. However, if you already have the best offensive line in the NFL – with a rushing threat at quarterback and a, an offense generally that is cooking on gas, 
I do believe that the difference between Bijan Robinson and another random running back is significant. Like the fact that he is potentially the best prospect to come along since Adrian Peterson makes that more valuable in a system that's already humming than it would be somewhere else. And I think it probably moves the needle more than just bringing in another starting guard who might not even be good right away, like might struggle. My data says otherwise. Okay, but, but whatever. I'm just kidding. Whether he's good, bad, or indifferent, saying. like I'm not sure it moves the needle better than the guard or better than the running back. And I think you can definitely construct an argument that it makes sense. The opportunity cost makes more sense for them to go a different position at 10. Like I don't think they draft him at 10. I don't think they will. And I don't think they should. At 30, though, I think it's pretty difficult to construct an argument that they don't draft Bijan at 30, particularly if the alternative is a guard. With two picks, again, I'm, I'm more likely to, to take those chances. Really quick, though, not to, we got five, we'll finish this in five minutes, right? A couple years ago, the Chiefs draft Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah. Right. And what happens with the running back stuff, other than say the Steelers, right? They draft Najee Harris and we're just like, come on, man, like you don't have a good offensive line. That's not going to work. It hasn't really worked out, even though Najee's very good. With Clyde Edwards Alaire, we started convincing ourselves, all right, they already have Tyree Kill. They have Travis Kelsey. Sure. They got all these weapons. Now you're adding a, a pass game weapon, right? And he'll run it and he'll be a little bit better than what they have at running back as a runner and a little bit better than what they have at running back as a receiver. And uh, everybody in Kansas City thinks he's the next Brian Westbrook, who is an awesome pass-catching running back for the Eagles for Andy Reid. And we're all talking ourselves into why it's a fit. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, it's like, he's third on the depth chart. Uh, Jarek McKinnon's been more productive than him. Seventh rounder, Isaiah Pacheco's been more productive than him. And what you thought was a marginal improvement didn't really matter because the catalyst to that entire offense is not the running back, right? Is that a different argument than the Eagles? The catalyst for their offense is not the running back, right? They are the afterthought. They're just creating production because the offensive line and their receivers and Jalen Hurts make it all work. That is the risk associated with this. Even though you talk yourself into it and Bijan's going to average six per carry and he's adding something that Miles Sanders didn't have, is that marginal improvement worth it compared to the other places where you can improve your roster. That's the debate here, I think, for the running back stuff. I think it's a different argument for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think generally we now tend to do that for the Chiefs in the same way that people used to do it for the Patriots. It's like, oh, you start projecting this guy's optimum scenario because suddenly he's gone to New England where the Patriots' way is taking these guys that are nobodies and turning them into superstars based off asking them to do the things they do well, not asking them to do the things they do badly. And so every player that New England signs, like, Oh, this is going to be like, this is just cheating. How do they keep doing this? Blah, blah, blah. I think we've reached that point now where any offensive player that the Chiefs sign, that's the narrative, right? They're going to turn uh, Kadarius Toney into the next, you know, whoever. Like, this is all crazy. Ah, New Copkins is going to go there. Everybody they sign, this is the story. And I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire, we lost the run of ourselves a little bit projecting what he could be within that offense. Um, number two, he never really was that guy, even in college, you know, as particularly as a receiver. Like his running was pretty good, but I think we projected a lot what he could be as a receiver in this offense based off a few plays here or there. Whereas actually his overall grading, even as a receiver, wasn't particularly good at LSU. Uh, and then number three, I mean, he just isn't the prospect that Bijan is. Like never was. Like they were not in the same realm of 
potential ability coming into the NFL. Bijan, at the very minimum, is right there with Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott, and maybe even better than that, and going back to Adrian Peterson in 2007. So you're talking about like literally the best running back we've seen enter the draft in, in 15 years. Yeah. Being plugged into an offense that's already the most running back friendly environment maybe in the NFL. Like what does that value add on you, top of that? You can convince me of him maybe here. Um, I'm still coming of, of the mind that I, I love Bijan. He's great. I would rather have someone else. I'd rather let someone else take that guy.